Okay, praise the Lord. So this episode of Say No to the Works of the Flesh is will be hosted by um, Pastor Chimdi and Pastor Funke of Chimdi Aona Ministry International. Praise God. Um, the key scriptures we're going to be using for our discussion on this campaign, this spiritual campaign, is um, Galatians 5, verse 19 to 20. Um, reading from the King James Version, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We also have verse 21 says, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they we do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Our goal is to raise many to completeness in Christ as a ministry, and we trust God, you listener, that you will be one of those who will inherit the kingdom of God. So please join us in all of our episodes. Tell a friend, tell a family, and join us, and we all together get the necessary informations, be well armed for you know to, to, to stand against the practice of the works of the flesh. God bless you. Welcome to this episode of the spiritual campaign that say no to works of the flesh. Now, this is a campaign that by the help of the Holy Spirit um, is geared at helping the church of Jesus say no to the operations of the works of the flesh. You know, the works of the flesh are evident in our daily lives and our daily operations. And most of the times we never know when we just get into um, working in these works of the flesh. And so this campaign is stuck that we knowing what they are, because you know, over the years in the church of Jesus, we have thought a lot of things, but we've not really taken our time to teach on the works of the flesh so we can know what these things are. Like they say, what is known who can kill you. Amen. So the purpose of this is for us to know what the works of the flesh are and then know how to prevent ourselves from operating in these works of the flesh. Amen to Jesus. Once again, I welcome you to this campaign. This is Say No to the Works of the Flesh. And you know, we're going to be understanding, you know, in the course of this teaching what the works of the flesh and this campaign, the works of the flesh are. We're going to be examining every one of them, one after the other. We're going to take time to examine them, to know them. And then so in this light, we will not fall victims of these deceptive acts of the devil. Remember, the devil is deceptive. He beguiled Eve in the Garden of Eden, and he always tries to beguile us. So this is why we must know the works of the flesh and also take deliberate action by the help of the Holy Spirit and the dependence on the grace of God to say no to works of the flesh. Now, in scriptures, we are admonished about the works of the flesh. Now, firstly, let's consider what are the works of the flesh. You know, um, the word works is from the Greek word ergon. Ergon. And ergon, um, Thea defines ergon as... Um, okay, so... And so long as we walk for our flesh, we cannot walk for the Holy Spirit and vice versa. Also, when we walk for the flesh, we are subject to the dictates of our flesh, thus we are slaves to it. As slaves, we will have no control over our fleshy desires and must do what the flesh dictates for a time.
beloved um in this episode we are going to be dealing on another work of the flesh um i trust god we've been learning quite a lot um from this subject of the works of the flesh and um it's very important as believers in the lord jesus we um give good attention to this um so that they will not take a toll on us all right today we are going to be looking at wrath 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 is one of the works of the flesh you've looked at the works of the flesh from galatians chapter 5 there's 19 to 20 you can read it up again um so you um, get a little grasp of what the works of the flesh are today we are looking at wrath um wrath is a work of the flesh that is increasingly revealing itself in the lives of christians um this is visible in the actions among saints that has led to a number of casualties and deaths which could have been prevented if the root cause of the action was known and dealt with you see most of the times a lot of um, christians um, get involved in a lot of you know um, dangerous things on because they don't know the root cause of their problem we see today in the in the christian dawn, we see husbands battering their wife domestic violence you know it's like becoming something else in the christian faith we see um people acting in very 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 strange manners now when i'm talking about the christian faith i'm talking about you know the christian faith at large because on a larger scale most of the people who do this thing when you ask them what is your faith they tell you i'm a christian um when they feel a form the right christian are we together and um that's why i'm looking at it from a larger scale i'm not trying to um discriminate or differentiate and you know and every of that we just want to look at the faith the christian faith on a larger scale we are here to help ourselves and um uh, th- there's nothing about being okay you are you're not spiritual you're spiritual no you're, you claim to be a christian all right let's deal with these issues so that um on a larger scale we can be who we profess to be that's what this is all about so you look at the christian faith today you see issues of domestic violence you see wives uh, husband beating their wives you see um, even wives also hitting their husbands you know is on both sides it's not only on one side you get what i'm saying you see in um the you see among fellow brethren you see the way we hurt ourselves and you know and it's it's a thing that we have to really give a lot of attention to because we can't just overlook this and say oh we are all we are all one we are all one like some um, people say jesus loves his church i agree jesus loves his church but the church hurting herself is not fun to jesus you love your body the proof that you love your body is that you want to hurt your body if you if your body hurts your body then it becomes something that is not you know appealing to you uh, for example a cancer cell develops and it begins to grow because the cell that is meant to die refuses to die and it begins to grow beyond proportion the person cannot control it but the person is not happy that's why they go for chemotherapy and um, they do everything just to ensure that they kill the cell yeah because the person does not like it is not happy uh, but he, he really cannot you know control it as it were so he has to look for an external measure to control it same way when we as a um, um, body of members of the body of christ say jesus loves his church yes the person who has cancer loves his body but he's not happy that one part of the body the cells they are growing beyond proportion and that's the reason why he has to fight to ensure that they die and that's the purpose of chemotherapy and you know every other treatments that are taking to deal with the cancer cells are you get what i'm saying now so because the person loves his body and is not happy that one part of his body is going beyond proportion and behaving in a way that is not meant to behave same way jesus loves his church yes he does love his church but he's not happy when one part of the church one part of his body 
begins to behave and go grow in a proportion you know that is beyond you know the norm so when that happens he wants to put a check on it and that's the reason for studies of this kind so jesus is wants, wants to put a check on his body to ensure that we we as part of the body we don't you know get out of hand and we remain within the confines of the body when one part of the body wants to get out of hand the cell wants to grow and doesn't want to die it grows not in a proportional way to the other parts of the body and it could be it is 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 dangerous it's actually dangerous and destructive and devastating and, and that, that that's what the whole body does not like yeah so that's why we're dealing with issues of this kind you know so we're talking about the church we're talking about the body that jesus loves yes but he's not happy with the fact that some parts of the body are not growing in a proportional manner they are not behaving in the right manner and so that's why he's dealing he has we have to deal with issues of this kind you know so um we see a lot you see a lot of happen you see many many people behave in manners that they cannot tell you know why they are behaving like that some of them after they are done that's when it's like wow it's it, it, I, i've come I, I've, I've damaged everything you know i've done something that is beyond repair but had they known what was the cause of it they wouldn't have gone to that extent are you get what i'm saying and that's why we're looking at this subject of wrath we're looking at it is very very serious because on a larger scale most of the casual things we have most of the 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 the, the, the um deaths and the negative situations we have they find their roots towards wrath amen to jesus and if the root can be dealt with if it can be prevented then we'll have a good um solution to um, these issues all right the greek word for wrath is tumor 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 and that is the root word for tumor are we together that's the root word for tumor and we know that the tumor basically medically speaking from even from the english dictionary it's a swelling it's a swelling it, 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 as it were a swelling that is not needed in the body are you getting what I'm saying? it has no functional role are you, are you getting me so it's like it's just swelling for no reason and that's why when tumors come up the next thing they begin to check out for is they are cancerous or not because by right it is not meant to swell now it's not meant to swell it's not meant to rise and so when it's rising we need to find out if it's cancerous or not all right okay Taya defines tumor as um passion angry heat anger forthwith boiling up and soon subsiding again this is one of the dangerous things about wrath you see it's passion it's anger is heat you see molten magma is one of the best way to define <laughs> to define wrath are you get what i'm saying the molten magma and one of the things that about it that is very very dangerous is that it boils up and soon subsides again and that's the reason why when people are operating under the influence of wrath they are boiling and it looks like they are not stopping but after a while they start subsiding and by the time they start subsiding that's when they have actually committed the damage and like we say then the eyes get clear like wow did i do this simple the reason for that was because there was wrath at work you know the way the molten magma boils it boils as if it's never going to stop it just goes on boiling 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 this anything around it it destroys and then finally it will cool down you get what i'm saying all right now so that's one of the things that's one of one of the best way to define wrath boils and then it cools down okay it means a glow it means an ardor it means the wine of passion that means the inflaming wine which either drives the drinker mad or kills him with his strength you see that's one thing about anger anger dry wrath actually because um 
uh, anger, I would say, is, is a lesser manifestation of wrath. All right. Uh, wrath drives the drinker of it because it's a wine. It's like into a wine. It drives the drinker uh, mad or kills him with his strength. So you discover the way wrath is at work. It just makes it, the whole adrenaline in the person is on the increase. The person is just fuming, releasing adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. And the person begins to do things that the normal day he never knows he could do. And then either gets him in a state of when you mean drunk, either you get into you get unconscious or you you the person gets dead. You know, it reminds me of a story of two men who were fighting and using different objects on themselves. They were just getting the wrath was increasing, the magma was increasing, the wine was intoxicating. At the end, both of them died. You see, that's what wrath can do. It drives the individual till the person either gets totally intoxicated and then finally leads to the death of the individual that's why wrath has to be very has to be taken you know seriously and we have to deal with this subject all right strong um defines wrath as passion as if breathing hard i know that when wrath is at his peak you discover that people the, the person begins to breathe hard you, your heartbeat rises you know what you, you you just breathe so hard and for those who have cardiovascular issues, you know, who have high BP, the advice not to allow wrath to take a place in them because before you know, the person breathes hard and he goes. That's why they could also lead to death. Aside the fact that, okay, it may lead to the individual, like the two men who were fighting and using different sharp objects on themselves, it could raise your heart rate so high. And if you, if you have um, high BP or, you know, cardiovascular issues, it could lead to death. All right, okay. Now, so it also means and strong also defines wrath as fierceness indignation fierceness indignation you see we are going to be looking at um some of these definitions today and i will be in this episode i will be continuing some of the other definitions as we go on now from the above definition of wrath we understand that it is anger on steroids <laughs> that's the best way to define wrath 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 is anger on steroids anger on steroid you know in other words is anger with passion anger that heats and boils up and soon subsiding again i i, I get what i'm saying anger on steroids you see when you take steroids they last for a while you get what i'm saying yeah and after a while it subsides so that's the, the bad thing about wrath it boils up it heats up then it subsides you see and um, it's, and you know, this wrath is uh, anger likened to inflaming wine, inflaming wine, inflaming wine, you know, which either drives the drinker mad or kills him with his strength. That's the danger about wrath. It will drive the person drinking it mad or kill the person with his strength. Either the person due to the heart rate it begins to allow the person function um person's heart functioning or the person begins to do things that leads to his final death either the, like the two men who for them who use sharp objects themselves and kill themselves or you do something you commit the person commits murder and at the end of the day he's he's um he's charged to court and then a verdict is given to him he's charged for maybe um uh, first degree murder or whatever mass slaughter and at the end of the day he's sentenced to death <laughs> you get what i'm saying so at the end of the day, the purpose of wrath is to infuriate the individual, to intoxicate the individual, 
and finally kill the individual. So when you know that the purpose of wrath is to kill you, would you want to kill yourself? Are you get what I'm saying? You want to kill yourself. Nobody wants to kill yourself. And you know, you know the thing, wrath uses his strength to kill, not to help. Are you get what I'm saying? Okay. Alright, furthermore, we understand that wrath is anger with passion that makes one breathe hard. You see, you breathe hard when you're when the wrath, when is the passion is at its peak. You're breathing hard, breathing hard, breathing hard, breathing hard. And the, the purpose of that is to make your heart rate increase and make your heart fail. So it wants to kill you either um, um, biologically or by action or legally. The purpose of wrath is to kill the individual biologically or by action or legally. That is what Roth wants to do. Are you get what I'm saying? All right. Okay. And um and it's also Roth is also anger that makes one fierce and indignant. That means extremely indignant means extremely 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 angry extremely fierce you get what i'm saying extreme anger is indignation <laughs> extreme anger you see the word indignant is actually a superlative the best the highest explanation for anger the peak of it the highest that's indignation whoa Wow, 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 wow. You see, and this is not what I think you, we as Christians should operate in. We are, we are not operating this. We are not operating this. All right. Um, the Miramexa Dictionary defines anger as having a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed. You know, this is even the, the Miramexa Dictionary, it too makes it, you know, light. When you go to the Greek, <laughs> you, see the, you see the danger in it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see the danger in it. All right. Okay, uh, you see, another thing we need to know is that we're dealing with wrath, and wrath is anger on steroids. Now, so for us to be able to get a good understanding of wrath and anger, we just have to separate it a little to get an understanding. Um, anger itself is not sin. That's why the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Be ye angry and sin not. Anger in itself is not sin. And when you start getting to the peak of anger, Anger has crossed its threshold. You're not getting told off. That's where the challenge is. You see, the work of the flesh is not, they didn't write anger here. It's the work of the flesh. It's talked about wrath. Wrath. Wrath is anger that has crossed its threshold. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's dangerous. So anger in itself is not a sin. That's why the Bible says, be angry in what? And sin not. This means that it is possible to be angry and not sin. Very possible. Very, very possible to be angry and not sin. Are you get what I'm saying? It's very possible. Yeah, because that's why the Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. Okay, if that be the case, then anger itself is not a sin. But sin arises when anger is kept beyond a required duration of time, which is sunset. You see, now when anger is kept beyond a required duration of time, it actually gets into sin. And that's why it deteriorates from anger into wrath. Are you get what I'm saying? And that period of time is actually sunset. You know, some of the times, the things that some, some people say, I'm quick tempered, I'm quick tempered. Yeah, I know there are people who are quick tempered, but you know, wrath actually is anger that has crossed its threshold. And wrath is anger that has deteriorated. People who have quick temper, and because of the quick temper, they do devastating things, they have positioned themselves in a wrath mode over time. And that was as a result of some angry feelings that they allowed cross the thresholds. Are you get what I'm saying? People who are quick-tempered, watch it. 
they were not born quick tempered nobody is born with who <laughs> with anger we are only born with the emotion of crying are you get what i'm saying and the and the fear of falling are you get what i'm saying that's what we're born with but society nature and nurture nature and nurture determines our emotions that build up over time and you know our fears that build up over time are you get what i'm saying now so those who say i'm quick tempered watch their nature watch their nurture watch their environment watch what happened to them it was anger that was built up over the years that was that was allowed to cross its threshold over and again that now became a constant manifestation of wrath some of them may not be able to tell you but if you can help them you see that if they they can get to the root and they can take it from wrath level back to anger level and then deal with the subject matter are you get what i'm saying all right okay so anger is not meant to be allowed to cross um the, the threshold which is sunset yeah um that's the duration of anger if it crosses sunset it has moved from anger to wrath wrath now this is why we are further instructed in ephesians chapter 2 4 verse 26 the same ephesians chapter 4 now verse the b part of verse 26 we read the a part before now written already in the b part we are instructed let not the sun go down upon thy wrath you see that don't let the sun go down upon it don't let the sun go down see say be angry but what sin not it talks about be angry but sin not now that means it's supposed to be angry but not sin now when anger is allowed to continue what happened it deteriorates to wrath <laughs> and if you allow it go beyond sunset it's <laughs> it's explosive it's destructive are you get what i'm saying now when it is allowed to stay beyond sunset it degenerates it degenerates so badly and people who are quick tempered watch their life they've allowed so many angers degenerate and degenerate and degenerate to the level that they cannot manage it any longer and then anything that ignites that anger that wrath rather now because it has gone from anger to wrath any that ignites that wrath they give it back to the to the person <laughs> once because it has degenerated badly all right okay also anger in itself is an emotion but when but what we do with it after what we do with and after it is what determines whether sin is better or not anger is an emotion but what we do with anger and what we do after anger is what determines whether it's what the sin is better or not you see so it's an emotion and god allowed for that emotion and like the like the miramessa dictionary defines it it says having a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed being upset is a natural in fact if you don't get upset with anything you are not you are not normal i get what I'm you must get upset with things is normal i get what i'm saying but what you do after being upset is what determines whether sin is better or not and you get what i'm saying all right and um rough being anger with passion bet a strong negative feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something or about doing something you see that now so um rough rough bets a negative a negative feeling of enthusiasm it makes you enthusiastic for something negative you see that when people get angry they, 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 they are enthusiastic to just damage to just destroy it's, it's still enthusiasm enthusiasm is amoral it's neither good nor bad what you use it for determines 
what it becomes in your hand and you get what i'm saying so excitement is amorad is neither good or bad people the bible talking about in the book of Proverbs talks about the wicked man he said he said the bible talks about the wicked he said they are not happy until they have done wickedness in a day and you get what i'm saying now so you people can be excited doing the right things why people can be excited also doing what the wrong things and wrath makes you enthusiastic for the negative things wrath makes you excited for the negative things you see so wrath channels enthusiasm and excitement wrongly all right now when this passion is not put in check this can cause one to act in a dangerous way yeah in a dangerous way also wrath being the wine of passion is an inflaming wine which either drives the drinker mad or kills him with his strength we've said that before you get that now this is why it should not be tasted let alone drunk in the first place that's why you shouldn't taste it are you get what i'm saying when you are angry make sure that you kill the matter you end the matter as quick as you can are you get what i'm saying if it's not something you can talk over then let it go let it go now there's there are two ways to to deal with it if you cannot talk it over you can think it over are you gonna and usually when you think it when you rationalize it when you actually think it over rationally you actually discover that there's actually no reason to be angry there's no reason to be angry and then you let it go some of us won't always talk it over but not every time we have the opportunity to talk it over and usually when you're dealing with maybe a person that will always want to be right if you're dealing with such kind of people that they always want to be right you you when you talk with them they, they prove to be right you don't waste your time try your best to rationalize it just when you rationalize the issue you see that there's no need to waste your time on the anger and move on but if you allow it to deteriorate into wrath wow <laughs> you have not just tasted you have drunk the wine and it will intoxicate the individual and like finally what kill the individual are we together and usually we avoid situation we 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 we, we um avoid tasting the wine or drinking the wine of wrath by what avoiding anything that ignites wrath and when they could not be avoided and we take the wine we should stop it immediately are we together we abrupt it immediately you see there are situations that may arise that you cannot avoid take, tasting the wine of uh, of anger you cannot avoid t- tasting the the, 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 the wine the, the taking in some sips or even a cu- cup or even a glass you know or half a bottle of you know um of anger and you get what i'm saying but when that happens what do you do you stop the moment you know that you're already getting angry you stop it Stop that thing that's making you get angry. Stop it. If you have to walk out on the person, walk out. If you have to just, just stop it. Abrupt it immediately. So that you don't, the multi-magma does not hit more. Some of the time people don't even know how to abrupt. There's some relationship you cut off from because you don't want this. You know that you cannot manage this person. You know, you cannot manage that person the way he behaves every time. Greet the person, say hello, say hi, but don't keep close so that you don't keep instigating the anger and before you know you get a multi magma. Like I, I advise people, you know that you and this your this spouse, you people keep annoying yourself, you keep annoying yourself, you both have an anger issue. Then the best thing for the time being is you push should separate and deal with your issues. That's for the fe- deal with your issues. Prayerfully deal with your issues. Then if God wants you coming back together, fine. But first, you have to deal with your issues first before you start dealing with two issues in one. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because 
that's a lot of promises that i'm not here to you know give every other but i think it helps us a lot to save a lot of problems for us are we together and when we deal with anger when it comes up we prevent the sun from setting and still being angry are you get what i'm saying you don't need to be still angry with somebody till the sun sets i know we are odd humans sometimes we make our mistakes yeah but deal with it you get what I'm saying? Deal with it. Deal with it. Don't don't let it don't let it go down. And deal with it. You know. Deal with it. Every dangerous and negative word and action is the end product of the work of the flesh called wrath, which many Christians fall victim of. You see, sometimes we we hear the way Christians release words. There's something called verbal abuse. We we have physical abuse. Or people complain about physical abuse in marriage, but there's also verbal abuse also in marriage. You understand what I'm saying? You get it. So. Both abuses are dangerous. You know, you can tell somebody something that will make the person dehumanize for the rest of his life. That will make the person commit suicide if you're not careful. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so, and these are end product of wrath. Wrath. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, Christians are victims of this. Go on social media. I see the way Christians talk. You see, how, you see wrath releasing out of them. You see wrath coming out of them. Seriously. You know, and it's not helpful for every one of us. Are we together? When anger is stopped at its root, evils are prevented. When anger is stopped at its root, evils are prevented. That's what we are conversing for. That's what we are trying to make you understand. Stop it at the root. At the end of this, that there's nothing that wrath was not worth it. It wasn't worth it. Stop it at the root. You can enjoy your life and be happy without getting to the wrath mood. Are you get what I'm saying? And we can only achieve this when we depend on the Holy Spirit. See, you have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Now, I used to be somebody who was very wrathful, very wrathful, very, very wrathful. And so I knew that I had a problem and I had to deal with it. You see, you have to come to a point where you know that you have a problem. I have to deal with it. So what did I do? I actually prayed about it and I also got a book on anger and I started reading. <laughs> it was that serious. I didn't finish the book, but the Lord has helped me a great deal. I'm not the person I used to be before. A really great deal, the Lord has helped me. Now, I can be able to quietly rationalize issues before I speak, before I act. One of the things that Rod does to you is that it makes you spontaneous. It, it doesn't allow you to rationalize issues before you speak and before you act. But actually, my brothers, my sisters, you can rationalize issues. You have control. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. You have self-control. You can rationalize issues. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Depend on the Holy Spirit. And as many resources you may need to be able to put that death, that that work of the flesh out of operation, get the resources. Do what you have to do. Because when that is done, you see that you have more peaceful relationships and more fruitful relationships. The things that used to make you angry before, somebody see that you outgrow them. And those that you know have decided to be to be a thorn in your flesh, you know how to give them a distance so you can have a peace of mind because your peace is very important. And I pray, my brother, my sister, I pray for every one of us. I'm also praying for myself that we depend on the Holy Spirit to stop wrath in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you. Your 
out there you've not made jesus your lord and personal savior um i would want to invite you to make this decision It's the best decision you can make in your life and i encourage you to do it now if you want to make this decision please say this prayer after me dear lord jesus i come to you today i know that i'm a sinner i know that you died for me and on calvary street you shed your blood to take away my sins jesus i surrender my life to you today I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Say No to the Works of the Flesh. Uh, we want to, you know, adjourn you to please join in the spread of this truth uh, by freely liking the episode and uh, sharing amongst your friends on Spotify, on, on Google Podcasts, and every other listening platform you are listening to as well. God bless you. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number. 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132 OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed. Wow. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimdi and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimdioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.